All right, everybody, and welcome back to For Real, a podcast about documentaries. I'm joined once again by Matt. Matt, how's it going, man? I'm good. How you doing? Doing well. Doing okay. So today we're going to get into this documentary. Uh, it is called Seaspiracy. It uh, was released on Netflix on March 24th, 2021, directed by Ali, Ali Tab- Tabrizi. It is 89 minutes long. And just the basic you know, synopsis here, just to break it down very simply, it's a documentary film about the environmental impact of fishing, directed by Ali Tabrizi, a British filmmaker. That's per Wikipedia. So out the uh, on the onset here, what uh, generally speaking, Matt, before we get into it, what did, what did you think about this? Well, it was 89 minutes long, and I think I'd rather spend 89 minutes passing shards of glass through my urethra because that was just really difficult to get make it through uh this guy was just he seemed like he, he just he just seemed like he had no idea how real life works throughout a lot of it like just seemed like he was generally confused by things that most people would consider common sense yeah, he did display a lot of kind of willful, in my mind, I mean, my from my viewpoint, I guess, some willful ignorance, some naivete, if you will. Yeah, I mean, listen, it starts out, and this is, we'll talk about this, but the whole thing starts out with uh, like these ominous warnings, right? Of like people saying like, uh, if you, I think one of the quotes here <laughs> written down is, if you don't want to die, go home. Like setting the stage, this is going to be a serious documentary, right? It's, oh, yeah. And they had, had this guy blacked out, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, uh, so, I mean, he looked like uh, that, that guy in the Nixon investigation. I forget what, I forget what they called him. Oh, deep, was, deep Throat? Deep Throat, yeah. He looked Deep Throat. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just from the onset, it's letting you know, like, this is going to be a serious, this is a serious documentary. There are, there are, I, I was at risk making this thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, okay. Here, here we go. Here, here we go. So this guy is a, he's a 22 year old filmmaker. And it starts by talking about how he's always loved, I, I guess, the oceans. He's always loved the seas. And he kind of cites some of these. Um, other document uh, documentaries, some older ones that have inspired his love for the ocean. Well, I think uh, he was. He wasn't talking about older documentaries. He was talking about older uh, oceanographers like Jacques Cousteau, and uh, I can't remember the rest of them. It was a bunch of famous famous oceanographers that were probably a little bit more mentally oriented than he might be. Yeah. So uh, again, then it starts talking about he he. He learns about like the the pollution problem, right? There's a pollution problem in the ocean, and he didn't really. He claims that on the outside of this project, he didn't really understand the problem, or didn't even really. He kind of acts like he didn't, wasn't even aware of the pollution problem before he started researching this project that he's working on. Now, listen, I'm not a documentary a documentarian. I don't know a documentary filmmaker. I don't know how you even say it. Documentarist. But, Okay, whatever. I'm not one of those, <laughs> right? I'm not making a, a project about the ocean, but I, I, I am aware. I think, generally speaking, 2021, this video is probably filmed in 2019. 
I think we've all been aware that there's a problem with pollution in the oceans. I mean, I think yeah, I mean, kind of common, pretty sense. common knowledge. Yeah. That's common knowledge. Exactly. So for him to say like he was totally unaware of it until he started researching things to me is like, it's a will again, willfully ignorant. And then he kind of talks about right off the bat. He's always talking about how like he became quote unquote, like the plastic, the plastic police, when he was doing the research. So he's wearing like shirts. He's talking about how he would call restaurants and ask them, if they'd stop using straws and stuff. And he kept acting surprised when like he'd call and then say, can I speak to a manager? And he'd be like, Hey, uh, if you guys support local wildlife, why is it that you use plastic straws? And then he'd act so shocked that these people like were hanging up on him left and right. It's like, well, obviously they're up to something because they didn't want to talk to a 22 year old with a man bun and wearing an ACDC t-shirt. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just again, it's like that's some, that's some, just some woke ass nonsense. You know what I mean? Just yeah, it's just absolute ridiculousness. Well, and but- to be honest, the way he put it, the way he started doing, it, I thought like he was gonna like poke fun at himself, and I thought like, okay, he's like kind of poking fun at himself here. But yeah. instead, like, let's totally lets off the gas, totally lets off the gas on it, and like it, it it's it's as if he he came just to the edge of realizing how ridiculous it was, but then he like just goes all in. Right. Yeah. Then, yeah. He, he was like, okay, so me cleaning up this one beach isn't solving the ocean problem. So, ocean pollution problem. So, I'm going to go to the next step up. Right. Like, he just gets to the point. He's like, I realized nothing. I realized what I was doing wasn't really doing anything. So, I uh, just went completely batshit crazy and traveled the world and shared my craziness with everybody I ran into. <laughs> right. And it was, it was magical. Right. And so then, so then, so, so then during this, he learned, like you said, he, he discovers that his cleaning up garbage bags or whatever, or some trash off of one beach, isn't going to solve the ocean problem. And he, at some point learns about Japan's whaling, that Japan's got a whaling problem. And he wants to see how it compares to the plastic problem that he's now become aware of. So and apparently point, when he made this documentary, he didn't have the internet. So he had to travel to Japan, find this out. Well, it, exactly. So up to this point now, you can tell we're, we're going to be bouncing from one thing to another, right? Because that's how the documentary went. I'm sorry, right. but that's, there was no, it was not straightforward at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, so it's kind of setting the base that this is going to go from one thing to another here. So he decides, like you said, he's going to go to Japan because he can't research himself on the internet. He wants to see it for himself. And uh, we're introduced by this uh, to this gentleman named Rick o- Rick O'Berry, which sounds like the fakest name you could come up with, uh, but apparently this is guy's name Rick Rick O'Berry. And uh, Rick posits that Japan is hiding uh, this 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 dolphin killing whale killing thing, and uh, which is entirely possible. Which okay. So however, so, let me just say Taiji Taiji Japan. That let me just say. That if you walk into any seedy bar at any point in the world, you're gonna run into a Rick O'Berry. All right, I'm just saying he looks. They looked like he looked like they just picked him off a bar stool. And they're like, "You listen, we're gonna give you a script, and we want you to sound like a paranoid lunatic." And he's like, "Done, already there." They're like, "Great." Right, right. Because <laughs> well, because immediately he goes into this like how Japan is at war with dolphins, which. Is I don't a war. When you say you're at war with something, it, to me it indicates that there's like 
two offensive sides to something like the Dolphins are attacking Japan <laughs> and Japan's attacking the Dolphins. So we said that Japan has a war on Dolphins. It's like, what the, what are Dolphins doing, you know? But anyway, and he goes full like tin hat alert like immediately, right? How he's saying that everybody's in on it. The government's on it. The Yakuza is in on it. They bug your hotel rooms, your TV, the TV in your hotel room will take pictures of you. I mean, like, like you said, he goes full on. follow like, you. Yeah, he goes full on like secret drunk, service. Yeah, drunk, you know, conservative. I mean, it's just it's just crazy nut job kind of kind of conversation. And and hey, maybe they do it, maybe they don't. I don't know. But it, to this point in the documentary, it's like holy shit, this guy is crazy. Yeah, Rick does not appear like the type of person that anybody would want to follow for long. He, I feel like he had an odor through the screen. He just <laughs> just smelled of stale beer and cigarettes and. Lots of regrets. He, he smelled of the ocean, and so he, <laughs> <laughs> and so, 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 uh, our, our our director here, Ali or Ali, whatever he calls himself, and his wife or girlfriend, they take the next flight, the next damn flight to Japan because they're going to get to the bottom themselves. So they go to to ta- Taiji, Taiji, and they claim that. Like as soon as they were there, basically, and they obviously rented a car and they're driving around, they're being followed and stopped by the government, right? There's like a traffic stop he shows uh, where it's it's like they haven't even done anything yet. They just landed. It's what it is, makes it seem like. And immediately they're getting stopped and harassed by the police. Um, but they, let me just say that they showed like a good portion of that. And the police were just like, hey, where are you coming from? Oh, you're, you know, it's like normal questions you'd ask somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're new to the area. What are you doing out here? Oh, we're just on vacation. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Here's your ID back. Have a nice day. It's like not like they're like, you know, beating them with rubber hoses outside of the car or anything like that. They're just, oh, what are you doing? Oh, okay. Have a nice day. Well, yeah. And when I was watching it, I was like, well, first of all, like, how do they know? Like, you're just some 22 year old kid. You're not some like famous filmmakers so they don't they're not going to know who you are or what you're doing there i guess just because you're a tourist and you're i guess a white person that looks out of place that they're going to stop you but then also i thought it was fun it's like you don't think that two people drive around in a, a rental car where you have the guys in the front seat the girls in the back seat you have cameras all in the car you're taking videos and pictures of your surroundings like that's not suspicious like shit for all the, those cops know is they're breaking up an episode of fake taxi I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. You know they might thought you come to our fucking city, drive around, make it a internet porn or something. Like, come on, man. Like, why is she in the back seat? That just seems so strange to me. When porn goes international. So, I mean, listen, I would have, I, 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 I mean, I Brazzers think cops, budget's huge. I agree. I, I agree. Brazzers budget cops, is huge. The cops were right to stop to see what these two knuckleheads were up to. I don't think the cops did anything wrong by stopping them. And they didn't even, like I said, they didn't even harass them. So, then they're 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 scooting around the state talking about how they're being followed, and then they have like this dramatic, and this is one of the several like ridiculous acting points in this documentary. They're at the hotel and they're like peeking out the windows. They're like, "Is that the cops? Is the police outside?" And they dramatically sneak out the back door of the hotel, like and, like all dramatic. Like, like you're gonna tell me that you snuck out the back door and you somehow there's a huge conspiracy to track you and you sneak out the back door and you'll lose the cop so that you can go record what it is you want and to record. And the cop car was facing away from the, the building with the lights on. I mean, clearly they're, I mean, if they're following you or harassing you, they wouldn't be 
right out there in the open, like, hey, yeah, the, you know what they were probably doing? They're probably like, holy shit, my shift ends in 10 minutes. I just hope I don't get a stupid call between now and then. I just want to go home, drink whatever it is that they drink over there, and, you know, hit up the wife and then go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then too, it's like if you're supposed, according to Rick O'Berry, I mean, they've like bugged the hotel rooms and shit and have video cameras in the hotel rooms. Why do they need to station a guy outside your hotel if they're trying to track you? They can just listen to the bug in your hotel room and figure out what you're going to do. It's just the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, when your TV is taking pictures of you. Yeah, I mean, the, it's just silly, man. It's just silly. So, that, so they, they, they dramatically sneak away and they get stationed up on the side of this hill and they watch this big secret what's going on, right? They finally get to see what it is that, that Japan's hiding in this city. And it's uh, this big dolphin roundup where basically all these people in boats are driving these dolphins up onto the, to the, the shore. And then I guess they're, they're capturing some that they allegedly, I guess they sell them to theme parks. And then so the rest of them, they kill. They kill a bunch of them, I guess. And as he finds out, it's for pest control. But he, he didn't seem like it was like this big secret. Like he, he was uncovering some major secret. Like nobody else knew what was happening. And he's up in these hills videotaping this stuff. And then I thought, this seems kind of familiar. Like I'm, I've almost heard this story before. So after I watched this whole thing, I was like, I'm curious because I, I think I've, I've heard of something like this before with Japan. And then I was reminded of 2009's The Cove, a documentary that literally covers the dolphin killing in this exact cove, that exact fucking city. And come to find out that documentary itself features none other than Rick O'Berry, who also... Oh, my God. Documentary, and that documentary also discusses this this actions that so it's like he he sets this whole thing up as if he was like uncovering some nasty thing in reality there was a gigantic document that came out in 2009 that was like it was it was at the time it was a pretty big documentary that came out that covered all of this already this whole part of this documentary has already been covered at ad nauseum by a different documentary featuring the same fucking guy the same you know the same guest here, here was my my question. So when I'm watching this, you see these these fishermen in there wrestling with the dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're in the water wrestling with these dolphins. These dolphins were all surrounded by nets. So my question is, if these guys are just murdering dolphins left and right, you know, they're dolphin murderers in the age old struggle between fishermen and and dolphins, and they just have to be the the victors today. Why are they in the water wrestling these things? Why don't they just pull the nets up? And then I noticed they, they said, oh, there's this great slaughter. And they showed blood in the water, which, mm-hmm. okay. But then they, like, flicked. It did this, like, rapid thing where it's bouncing around from different scenes, different scenes. You keep seeing blood in the water. They showed the same three, scene three times where this area was bloody. And the rest of it didn't look bloody. So my question is, were they trying to get the dolphins out of the netting so they could pull on fish? Like, I don't. I was just like, I feel like if they're slaughtering dolphins, it would have been a little bit more graphic, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. know. I was. I wasn't there, but it just it. Like I said, they showed the same three three scenes where there's blood in the water, and these guys are fishing. So, you, and the only time you see dolphins is when these fishermen are in there grabbing the dolphins and manhandling them. Mm-hmm. They're not using gaff hooks. 
they're not like dragging them up on a boat and smacking them over the head with an oar to quiet them down. They're just they're these these fishermen are in the water. What are they? What are they trying to? Is this like a wrestling contest? Is this some like like I I don't know. It's it all seemed really fishy to me to think. Fishy. It all fishy. <laughs> Happy accident, I promise. It all seemed fishy to me that this guy was claiming they're they're out there murdering dolphins, and maybe they were. Maybe they just were a lot more gutsy. They just grabbed a knife. It was one guy with a knife versus one dolphin with a knife, and they just see who came out on top. But I don't know. It didn't seem real. Hand-to-hand combat and war on dolphins. Hand-to-flipper. Hand-to-flipper combat. So so he he decides or he determines that he's going to – there's another – I don't know why he even thought to go look, but there's a a fishing – village or a fishing town just a little north of this area or outside I think this it's area. like a fishing port yeah a port and, or something and and he discovers that it's he's like and this is when i discovered that this is one of the world's biggest fishing ports how did you not know that ahead of time like <laughs> your research I feel like if you just googled a location it would say world's biggest fishing port right and and they're running around shoving their cameras in like in these guys' faces, and then they're like, these guys are like, no, 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 no camera, go away, go away. Listen, if I was at work and some douchebag 22-year-old ran up and shoved a camera in my face, I'd tell him to shut that shit off too. I, I, I was like, dude, you're being so rude right now. Right. You didn't talk to anybody. You didn't do anything. You just walked up and started shoving your camera in people's faces, and you're like, obviously, they're trying to hide something. Well, I don't know. Like, Maybe they just, I mean, they're, they, they are gutting fish. It's a disgusting practice. Like, they probably didn't want it recorded. <laughs> and then just the way, uh, when, when, he, when he's like on the dock, him and his, again, I think it's his girlfriend. Yeah, his um, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And they're like hiding on the corner at first. Oh, the, look at this. Look at this. The like, dude, is, they're doing it out in the open. The, act, the acting is so bad. Yeah. Like, they're, doing, like, they're doing this out in the open. They're not like hiding. They're not like around a corner in a dark alley, dragging these fish down there and smacking them over the head and gutting them. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, this is all in the dock. Yeah, they're dropping all... these big nets full of fish off. Everybody in the world can see what you're doing. You could probably smell it from 30 miles off. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And she's like, she's like, ah. Ali, or Ali, Ali, what is it? What is it? He's like, it's the tuna industry. He's like, acting up, he's hiding like a crate on a dog. He's like, it's the tuna industry. <laughs> it's so stupid, man. But anyway, so then, so then his theory then, or, or then his, he, de- he develops his theory that, that, that they, uh, they're killing the dolphins because they're claiming that the dolphins are a threat to the fishing industry that that they they kill the dolphins to cover up the fact that they're overfishing the bluefin tuna. So they basically, so I, basically I actually, in this war on dolphins, they're pinning, they're framing the dolphins for their own overfishing. Right? I actually made a note on this because when they said it, I actually had to rewind it because like that didn't make any sense. I just saw that maybe I missed out the only thing I was missing was a logical course as far as how the brain works because they're going on about how they kill these, these dolphins, and these whales, and, and, you know, they do it undercover and they don't tell anybody what they're doing. But then he said, well, what I'm realizing is the slaughter of the dolphins is based on 
the dolphins being scapegoats by the tuna industry. How can you be a scapegoat if it's happening in secret? Right? Right. Am I, am I missing something? Well, no, you're you right. You can't be a scapegoat if nobody knows you're doing something. So then at some point he ends up and he goes to like Mitsubishi's headquarters or for their fishing department headquarters. And he's because apparently he, Mitsubishi owns like 40% of the tuna industry. And he, and he does this a couple of different times where like he goes into like question people and he's so aggressive, man. He's so aggressive with his questioning and he can't believe why people doesn't want, people don't want to talk to him. Like I, I, well, I, I wrote down his question. His question was, we want to know why your company is wiping out an endangered species and how it concerns how how it's connected to killing dolphins. Like if you walk into a place of business and you just outright said like that, like just off the bat, nobody who's going to give you a comment? Nobody is. Yeah. Well, on top of that, they're asking like the security guard and what looked to be his supervisor. Yeah. Because he's like, because yeah. the guy comes in, he's like, well, I want to speak with the president of the company. Well, shockingly enough, he didn't get an interview. You can't just walk into a major business and be like, mm-hmm. I want to talk to the president of the company. And I want to ask him really awkward questions about the fishing industry that he's not prepared for, prepared for in the middle of the night. Right. Because it was dark outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And he's like, they're obviously hiding something. <laughs> yeah. They're hiding that he's at home sleeping right now, you weirdo. They're, so, they're hiding his location from you because you're obviously a crazy person. <laughs> so, so, he, he, so, so then he goes from this. And I don't even remember, again, this thing is this, he's all over the place in this documentary. It's, it's now at this point, somehow he gets on to like sharks, right? This goes from like, it's a plastic problem to it's a whale problem to we're killing dolphins. That's a problem. That's why the oceans are dying. And now it's shark. Now we're going to get okay, shark. So, so shark time. He jumped into sharks because the, so they, they have this thing called bycatch is when they pull in the nets, yeah. they get the wrong yeah. species of stuff or maybe they get the right species of stuff. I don't know. They pulled in sharks and in China, there's this thing called shark fin soup. And what they do is they catch the sharks. They cut off their fins after they kill them, obviously. Well, I hope. I didn't ask. But they cut off the fins. They sell them to China. And they make a buttload of money off of it. Because apparently it's a delicacy out there. But And I think the rest of the shark, like they just showed me getting dropped in the water. But who knows where they came up with that footage. Yeah, Maybe so the yeah. rest of the shark is tough. I don't know. I've never, never eaten shark before. I never uh, don't intend to start. Yeah, I've never had I've never had shark before. Apparently, like you said, it's this huge shark fin soup is this giant delicacy in China. I don't know. I mean, because the one guy says talks about how it has like no taste, it has no health benefits. I mean, look, I feel like well, he says it's a, a status symbol, but once I, once symbol. again, based on everything I'd seen on the documentary to this point, I mean, they could have said it gives you like maybe they thought it gives you superpowers. I mean, it. Like there's no facts based. I feel like everything was very loosely based on facts out there. So well, maybe shark fin soup's a delicacy. Maybe it tastes delicious. I don't know. Well, we don't know. My thought is it probably like they probably market it as like you know. Uh, well, yeah, it's like aphrodisiac for the executives. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of like it's probably equivalent to like gas station boner pills. You know what I mean? Like it's it's gonna give you a rock hard. You know, hey, you know, hey, whatever. those work. All right, those work, or so I've heard. So I yeah. don't have erection problems. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, so we get into how they kill all these sharks for for shark fin soup, and um, it goes it goes on this path, and then if we kill, and then they go into like this convoluted like if we kill sharks, then their food overpopulates, and then their food starves. But then 
if we overfish their food, then the sharks starve. It's like this, they're trying to track the circle of life and how this intricate balance of how if we kill too many of this and this becomes too overall run or whatever. And it just, it really Which, gets into. It's, I feel like it's, it's all common knowledge. If you eradicate any species or greatly diminish any species, other species are going to either thrive or suffer by it. Mm-hmm. So it's all, I mean, listen, we all liked Finding Nemo. It was a great movie. I just feel like this guy, you know, he saw it and he just, he really had his heart set on, on saving all the clownfish out there. Like he was really into it. And uh, he remembered how those three sharks saved Nemo at one point. And he's like, Hey, these are my next, these are my next targets. So then they start talking about, um, they get into, they introduce like the, the, the sea shepherd. Now I remember the sea shepherd, like this organization. I think they used to have like a, a show. Oh, like wait, on wait, 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 before you get there, you missed the shark guy that he oh, talked oh, oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the grizzled dude, shark veteran. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this guy, man. Okay. So this guy apparently was a special forces guy. And while running a counterterrorism exercise where they're, you know, it's just practice. He got attacked by a bull shark and it bit off his, one of his arms and one of his legs. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy got prosthetics attached and he still goes diving. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, isn't like, and he's not only does he still go diving, but now he stands up for sharks. This shark like turned him halfway into a human potato. And <laughs> this guy is now like, Hey, you know what? Sharks are okay. In my book. My question isn't how do you swim an arm and a leg and two prostheses. My question is, how do you swim with balls that big? Because <laughs> let me just tell you, if I, if I lost a toe to a snapping turtle, I would never step step foot in a lake again. This motherfucker is swimming with sharks after one <laughs> bit off half of his <laughs> half his limbs, and he's still <laughs> going in the water, dude. This guy, I was like, you're the only person in this whole documentary that I like. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. How do yeah. like? How do, how do you swim with balls that big? I just must be, you just must sink straight to the bottom. <laughs> or float. It must be hard to or dive. Or float. I don't know. I mean, the guy who was, you could tell he's a badass, but then again, you know, they're, they're you know, his whole thing is like nitty gritty. It's like, it's at night, it's dark on a dock. And it's like, it's poorly lit. It's backlit. You know, it's like, just, it's, it's, they're trying to take it so seriously. So and like, listen, yeah, I mean, we, listen, we all watch shark week. We understand you shouldn't fucking kill sharks. <laughs> we understand that sharks aren't, you know, that we're a bigger threat to them than they are of us. We, that's again, this isn't, you don't need a documentary to tell me that we've all, we've all know, we all know that it's all known. We've all seen national geographic at yeah, some we've point all or another. seen that shit. We all watch shark week, motherfucker. We don't need to be lectured to about this. But anyway, so they get so they get into the, the interest like these the she the sea shepherd people, which they used to I think they used to have a TV show like on Animal Planet or some shit back in the day. I remember they're basically an environment an environmentalist group. They have like big navy boats and they harass oh, vigilantes. Yeah, essentially, yeah, they're like Batman of the high seas. I mean, they they claim I guess that they've sunk thirteen ships. They've rammed thirteen whaling ships. Yeah, they've rammed five ships. I mean, they're I don't essentially. They're not pirates because they're not trying to steal anything. But I mean, I guess I don't know. What, what do you think? Like, I don't understand like the, what the international law is. I know like, in the water, it's kind of. I, I think goes, there's like, but... I think at like a certain point you're in international waters and it's sort of like up in the air. But my my only question is, 
so these guys say they sunk 13 whaling ships and rammed five others, but they also made sure they threw in and we injured no humans. Of course. Okay. So, so, so my question is if I'm standing on a ship and, and you run into it with another ship, how, how am I not getting injured <laughs> or worse yet, you sink the ship I'm standing on. How am I once again, not getting injured especially since apparently my ship is stocked full of you know bloody whale carcasses or whatever else drawing in every kind of predator in the area like i i just don't understand the logistics of sinking a ship without harming anybody i mean well, it just well, doesn't i guess i guess what they can look at it is if we hit and sink your ship and it goes in and you hit the water if you drown, that's on you. That's not on us. If you get attacked by sharks, that's on you. That's not on us. You know what I mean? Like that's I guess that's on that's yeah, on the we sharks. didn't harm anybody. The sharks, the yeah, sharks we didn't harm did. anybody. That guy drowned. I mean, we but are, obviously he can swim very well. We I didn't mean, hurt him. So yeah, I don't again so, I, I don't I don't understand how you can make that claim. You sunk ships but didn't hurt anybody. How? You yeah. sinking ships and, in, the, in the port? Like then it's not that impressive. Like I said, and and, and people oh yeah, we rammed five other ships. Listen people get whiplash from like low speed car accidents or like right. get concussions or whatever else you're telling me that you, you rammed another ship with your ship and nobody was like, Oh, I fell and broke my arm or I fell and hit my head. Or like, I mean, I, I get that. Like if you work on the sea, you're, you're, you know, you have steady footing all the time. Like you're constantly used to the ship bouncing back and forth or whatever, but I mean, just logistically, like just due to the law of physics, I, unless these guys are like Spider-Man and they're just stuck to the dock, how, how, do you not, how do you not bounce some vital part of your body off something metal on that ship? Well, listen, listen can, we just call, can we just call the Sea Shepherd, can we just, this whole thing with this, these boats and they have like these people, they, they go out on these ships and they spend time at sea. Can we just call this what it is? It's a freaking way for nerdy dudes to hook up with progressive-minded women. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> let's just let's just be real here for a minute. You know, you know that's what it is. They have like these like this French girl. She's like she's talking about. She gives like this anecdotal evidence about uh, one boat, one fishing boat, killing forty-five dolphins to catch eight tuna, and the, which is a, which is a wild claim. It's nuts. You kill forty-five dolphins to only catch eight tuna. That's crazy. But then and, that just and means he, you're bad fishermen. Well, and he makes and okay, so in the documentary he makes a graph, right? He shows like a graph of like the the forty-five red dead dolphins and the eight tiny white tuna to show like how it's not worth it. And then if you look on the left, I paused it because I had actually rewind it and paused it because on the left because. A lot of times, documentaries they ha- they give like their sources or like whatever like on the title on the, on the screen when they're showing you a graph or some kind of information. This yeah. one, if you looked at it off the, I think it was off to the left. It said, uh, "No independent source could be found for this claim." So it's like, so if you can't verify this yeah. ridiculous claim, but you're gonna give it a, a spot in your documentary so much so that you're gonna make a damn graph for it. It's like you just wanted to interview because otherwise you'd have these old crusty looking dudes or like these other dudes that represent anything. You had, yeah, you more had to get the, up there, right? You had to show like you have females involved in the Sea Shepherd thing. It's just, it's just so it was just so ridiculous. It was just so stupid. I just I don't understand why they even put it in there. But I, I think they're just trying to include like, hey, you're a part of this. Look, we we we're very inclusive. We're very we're very progressive. Look, we have yes, this is our and, one girl. Yeah, we're guys and girls out on the ship and we're cruising around the ocean, ramming into ships and. 
course we smashed genitals into each other, but I mean, <laughs> that's just that's secondary to our mission out here uh, yeah. and our alliance with the sea life. I mean, it's, it's stupid. So, so then they're gun gets, runners for the dolphins. Exactly. So then he he gets into he gets into what my my I think my favorite part of the whole documentary is he goes and he interviews this Earth Island Institute guy. Oh, was that the dolphin safe tuning guy? <laughs> oh my god, that guy. poor bastard's getting fired, dude. All he's right. getting fired. Wait, he's already he's gone. Like, well, he's like the head of it. He's like in charge of it. Okay, this. So he Not goes. Anymore. Well, he Not goes. Anymore. He goes and he meets. He meets with this guy who's in charge. I think he's the charge of Earth Institute. Where they do like if you ever see you ever buy tuna, they have like this dolphin safe symbol that you can put on your tuna, and that's how you know that they they don't they're not killing dolphins, right? So you feel better about buying bumblebee tuna or whatever the hell brand you buy. Yeah. So basically, he uncovers that it's that, apparently that, just dolphin. It's just it's just bullshit. Like there's no yeah. way that they can verify that no dolphins are killed. This, the guy, the guy himself, the guy who's in charge <laughs> oh of this program God, is talking about how they can't verify their own certification. Um, their own observers can be bribed. Yeah, that was <laughs> the worst part. I'm like, dude, why would you say that? <laughs> like he's like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, we have people go out with them, but they can be bribed. Can like, be bribed. why would you add that, man? And then he admits that like, I, the observers aren't at sea very often, even. <laughs> you know yeah saying? yeah i'm like dude what are you doing i was just oh. watching the interview and i'm like man maybe it's for my time in the military where i just learned to give short answers whenever somebody asked me a question because like the more information you give you know you're gonna slip up and say something you shouldn't say about something you were doing like dude here here's how it goes um are these uh is this actually dolphin safe yes uh how can you verify that we have observers. You don't say, well, we have observers, but, you know, one of them is that Rick Berry guy that we just picked up off the bar. And, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> somebody gives him a six-pack a six pack, and a joint, and he's going to say, yeah, dolphins. Hey, we didn't catch any fucking dolphins out there. You know? Uh, I, I mean, uh, Jesus. I was just watching it, and I felt so, like, the, I felt so bad for the guy. I'm like, stop being so honest right now. You're getting fired, bro. Like, <laughs> Somebody, somebody, at the very least, somebody's gonna take away your ability to talk to the media. So well, like, it, no more. It, it was just don't leave the office ever. Well, yeah, it, it, like he's just talking in circles. Like they just like he's like, well, I guess the observers can be bribed, but then how? Hey, how do you? How do you? Or how, how can you possibly say you can guarantee it's dolphin safe? Well, we can. Well, we, can, well, we, can. Well, we can. We're, we're pretty confident that it's dolphin safe, but but you don't know that. How could you know that? And then he ends up with saying. The world is a difficult place sometimes. Which means, which means, yeah, oh yeah, we can, we fucking kill dolphins all the time. <laughs> the world is a difficult place sometimes. Says fucking, especially for dolphins. Yeah, says scammer claws <laughs> over here. So, yeah, Jesus. Uh, and then, so then it turns out that Rick, this Rick O'Bear guy, because he pops in again. So apparently, he used to work for this fucking guy, and he said he was making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Working I for believe this dude as an observer, and then he quit because he couldn't take their bullshit anymore. Over a hundred thousand dollars a year, Rick. <laughs> Listen, for a hundred thousand dollars a year, I could put up with a lot of bullshit. All right, I'm just saying, I could, I could turn off that little <laughs> ethical part of my brain and just enjoy the money. And I, I can tell you right now, I'd be a lot better than that guy at answering questions from the media because oh, Jesus. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah. So so he 
so then after, somehow I, I, again it goes i can't even keep track of how he jumps one to the other but he ends up getting out of the point now where he discovers that it's not even killing sharks and bycatch like you said bycatch isn't what's killing the oceans now he discovered that it's fishing gear disposed of it's- fishing fishing gear is the main pollution problem that's what's killing the oceans and then yeah. he like starts connecting the dots and he essentially like he 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 he, he, he looks like that you know that meme from it's always sunny in philadelphia where it's like you have like uh, he's he's talking about he's in the mail room and he has like lines like strings pointed to everything on a on a you know he's smoking board. a cigarette yeah smoking a cigarette okay it's like he's going full on that fucking meme right now <laughs> uh, because now he's got everybody's in on it. the plastic industry's in on it environmental protection groups are in on it he's he's claiming that they're all in on this whole this whole thing like trying to cover up this fishing the, the that this fishing gear is the problem which let's just say as far as believing that discarded plastics and discarded netting and overfishing, I believe all those things are a huge problem. All we're saying is that the documentary was terrible, and this guy made it sound like he was a raving lunatic half the time. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Well, like, it, yeah, I, I, there's a there's a there's a thing where in the middle of the ocean there's a a, a, a mass bigger than the state of Texas filled up with discarded plastic and all kinds of crap. He's saying that most of this is just discarded fishing gear is what his, his newest, his newest thing is. Right. 40, 46%, which he calls a majority. Yeah. He did call it a majority a couple of times. And I was like, I, I understand that you're like a, you're an oceans guy, but you should really take a math class every once in a while because 46% of something is a minority. He's doing that. He's doing that Trump math. <laughs> he's, he's doing that he's doing that fucking he's doing that red hat math dude 46 percent means you win bro that's the majority everybody knows that everybody and with that we that. can we with that we can mark walmart and the republican party off our off our sponsor list which are probably the same people anyway so it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> yeah, <I was> gonna <laughs> say. The, the venn diagram of those two groups are a perfect circle bro <laughs> so so okay, so yeah, now it's now it's fishing, now it's it's nets and and and, and discarded fishing line. Now this is that's the whole problem. He gets into again, he gets into more of it, and then at some point he mentions that fish populations are declining so much that there's not enough fish to stir the ocean. <laughs> that that the mass movement of fish in the ocean stirs the ocean, and that's what's contributing to climate change. Because if we can't, if there aren't enough fish to stir the ocean, that it can't cool the water down which is going to put us at risk. So that's another claim he goes to make. Then there's another group called the MSC, which he claims is uh, in on it. Um, there's a group called Oceana, who, because they can't define what sustainability means, that means they're in on it. They won't suggest or wouldn't agree to suggest eating less fish is a solution to a problem. Oh, yeah. I, uh, the, at some point, this guy suggests that everybody just needs to stop eating fish. Which... Yeah, I mean, that's like kind of his whole... Like that's the whole theory, right? That's like that. That ends up being the whole fucking thing. Is don't just don't. We, oh, we should also stop eating don't eat fish. fish, which yeah. is going to be a problem for countries that rely on fish as a main source of meat. Well, right. I mean, and I mean, people. There are people who have to eat. There are people along the coast that probably super rely on fish as like yeah. the main, the main part, the main protein, and the main part of their diet. Yeah, um, I don't know if you can stop it all, all together, but I don't know. And then one thing I, I want to touch base on is. Some of these cartoon reenactments that they have in this fucking thing. Oh my god! Like 
there's a couple different times, uh, like, uh, there's a part here where they're talking about the observers, uh, being assassinated in the Philippines. It just, oh, you're, yeah. talking, you're talking about a very like, you know, an actually, like an actually serious thing of a, you're claiming somebody was murdered because they would, you know, they're going to tell on people for catching dolphins or killing sharks or whatever. And you put this goofy ass cartoon in to show the reenactment. It just seems so out of place. Guys, if you're trying to make a documentary and bring up something serious that's happening, don't use a Garfield cartoon to show how it's actually being shown. If, if you show me an orange cat holding a pistol and shooting somebody in the head and then him and the dog dump the body over the boat, nobody's going to take you seriously. I'm just saying I'm not an expert. I, I've never made a documentary, never even made a cartoon. But if I was going to, <laughs> it wouldn't be Garfield and was it Fido? I don't know. I don't, so I, don't, I don't remember what the dog's name is. Garfield and the dog just <laughs> dumping the body over the over the thing. It, it looked like a Family Guy takeaway spot shot, <laughs> where something ridiculous happens, and it, you're just like, "What? What? What did I just witness? I, I don't know what it was, but I can't take it seriously." It just it seems so out of place. That's that's we starts going into now. Then now we're getting serious. This is where the very beginning, the very very beginning, we set the stage that like, he could die if doing this documentary. Now we're gonna get into it because. He makes this link. He is able to draw this link that uh, commercial fishing equa- is, is is causing slavery. So now we're talking about modern day slavery. We went from picking up trash on the beach to slavery, to modern day slavery. I think he refers to it as as blood shrimp or something like that. Like you ever to blood diamonds? It's like blood shrimp or something. And now we're talking about slavery at sea. He gets into where he goes to. He decides to go to Thailand because he wants to track down some of these like former slaves himself uh himself and has nothing to do with the the brothels over there and and he has got to say the sex <laughs> tourism industry is probably way worse <laughs> but i so he yeah. goes, and then and then now we're like full-on spy shit right now we're talking like where they're, they're, they're they got a translator and everybody's warning him you're gonna die this is dangerous you could get killed and they're doing these you know interviews like you said with the the blacked out faces and the hiding like, their identities like, and like i said we're not saying any of these things couldn't happen. We're just saying that the way they went about showing them exactly. was ridiculous to the point of absurdity. We, we, maybe it is happening out there, but it, like I said, it's just like with the cartoon. If, if you don't show it with like a modicum of dignity and like, I don't know, just professionalism, nobody's going to believe you. Well, and just, he, he, he went, he, he tried, and I don't know how, I don't know how he did it. I mean, I guess that, I guess, but he almost made, slavery too serious not that it's not serious but i'm just saying like, oh like god like, dude listen, listen, oh stop. my god that's not what i meant that's not what i meant oh, it's like man. stop 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 no it's super it's super serious oh, i'm not, I'm not saying god. listen stop 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 oh. i'm not i'm not saying it's not serious but i'm saying oh, he went so hard he went so hard. stop dude he goes, damn. And just like that, we let don't me, have anybody that's African American no, listening no, to our no. podcast. Let me let me, ex- <laughs> let me let me let me let me expound on that. Let me explain myself better. Not that it's not serious, but I'm saying <laughs> like, hold on. Can we just can we just back up? We'll just erase that whole thing, and you can start over again. No, like no, just no, just no, it's staying in. So oh, he, Jesus. So so it's like. Again, it's a, it's a serious, like you said, it's a serious, it's a serious topic. It is a serious topic, but because he's not like it's, he, I, he's not very professional in the way he's framing it. It's like he's he's 
it's like he's trying to like be too dark he's being too serious about it again it's a, it's already a super dark and serious thing you don't have to be over dramatic about it it's a terrible thing it's awful it's absolutely awful but he just he's the way he did it i don't think it was very professional I mean, you don't need to have all the theatrics. You don't need to have like the, right. oh my God, we got to stop filming. We got to flee the country right now. I feel bad for it. Was, it, was, it was so dramatic. It was just so over the top dramatic. It was like, dude, it's already a dramatic thing. It's already a serious thing. You don't have to go this hard. Well, like, and I think that was ridiculous. the problem with the whole documentary was that there's all these things that are happening and he, like, they're terrible things, but you get sidetracked by the needless dramatization. Yes exactly of everything that's happening you're like like wow it's pretty horrible that like i didn't know that japan was still into you know whaling and killing dolphins and all this other stuff and then he just like like he gets in there and he makes it so like dark and he tries to make it so dark and edgy like dude just you're distracting us from the point with this this theatrics it doesn't you don't need those right like it's horrible if this is a real thing that's happening that is horrible when you over dramatize everything, it makes it hard to take what you're saying seriously. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say regarding the slavery yeah, portion of the stuff. Just delete that whole thing. No, it's staying in. Just start from scratch. Nope, it's staying in, folks. That's staying in. I, st- I, I, I don't stand by misspeaking, but I'm not going to cover <laughs> it up. We're honest. We're honest in this pod. We're honest. One of us is. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, okay so let's go and scoot on scoot on down the line here we're gonna wrap <laughs> we'll wrap it up here okay um, and we get to the where he goes to the i think it's the faroe islands faroe islands and again we have this like dramatic acting where he like they're there for 10 days and then he gets like this he gets this phone call and he like just so happened to have his documentary film camera up and about when he's getting this phone call and it's super it's you can tell it's fake it's not real he didn't get that phone call it's not again I don't know why you're adding this nonsense. And we just said, you're just adding nonsense into it. So we go and we watch, um, or he films very up close. Like they don't hide it at all. This slaughter of, I believe they're pilot whales at this beach where they, basically the locals all come down and they just, I mean, slaughter these pilot whales. I mean, the, the water was like beet red. I mean, it was like crazy how oh. bloody the water is. I mean, and I, of course, you know, again, it's a gruesome thing that you're watching. You know, it's not for the faint of heart. If you don't like watching, like, I mean, it was gory. I mean, it's they're fish, the the whales. If, listen, or if you got something against watching people slaughter whales so they can eat them, you you probably are looking at the wrong documentary. It's what we're right. getting at, right? Exactly. So, I mean, it looked like the it looked like freaking the beginning of Saving Private Ryan on that fucking beach. Oh, it, like a, it, it was like a it was like a saw movie going on out yeah, there. It was, it was wild. He's showing I like, think Saving he, Private Ryan was probably a more accurate representation, but there's you know, there's just less human feet flying through the air. Yeah, it was but, I mean, uh, yeah. He's, he's showing the pregnant ones, the baby ones. I mean, he's showing it all. Oh I mean, yeah. And they were just, you know, yeah, they were really good. They're really really giving it. I mean, that was definitely well, that was a and, that was a decisive victory in our war against sea life. Yeah, um, and that's, uh, that's for sure. That you know, you, you, you pull up a whale, you, you can't just bonk it over the head with the with an oar. That it's gonna take some it's gonna take some some work to get that thing down. Yeah, they were slicing and dicing. It was, I mean, it was. Listen, it was graphic. It was a brutal. It was a brutal brutal scene. Yeah, um, and that's disgusting. But it's and that's another one of those things that to me, okay, were these whales endangered? Are these just common whales? Like, I'm sure. I mean, listen, if they're endangered, that's a terrible thing. You need to back off. Let them repopulate. Whatever you need to do, 
if it's one of those things where there's a couple, you know, it's just a smaller whale that there's a couple million of them in the area and people just use them for meat. It's not any different than slaughtering a cow is my mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't catch or research whether this type of whale is endangered or in threatened or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it's not, and if it's like, you know, you're going out there and you're catching a, just a, a fish that's overpopulated in the area. I mean, it's sad. It's gross, but that's nature. Well, and then to, to, that, to that point, to that point, he ends up interviewing one of these fishermen who kind of, he, he, he posits like his perspective on the whole thing that almost like sinks a, a large, you know, part of the premise of this documentary. The fisherman basically says in his, in his opinion, in his mind, it's better to kill one of these whales than have to kill 2000 chickens, which would be the equivalent, you know, meat yield. So his thing is like uh, one one whale life is equivalent to one chicken life. So if you're opposed to me killing this whale for to to feed my family to feed these people, so you'd rather me kill two thousand chickens instead. That's two thousand lives. So it's you know then it's like a it's like a moral quandary of is a whale life equal to a chicken life? And if I'm all animals say, are equal, it's one and one. Is it does the fisherman have a point? Isn't it better to kill one animal than two thousand animals? I'm gonna say all animals are not created equally. Some are cuter, some taste better, some are smarter, some are dumber. Personally, I think chickens are dicks. I'd eat chicken all day to avoid a whale getting eaten because I, I think chickens suck. They're smelly, they're disgusting, and they're assholes. I don't know how whales are. I've never met one. But, uh, you know, if they're even a, a modicum more nice than chickens are, then I'm going to vote chicken. Also, there's a lot less work that goes into slaughtering a chicken, you know? You'll slice and dice. You're in there for five minutes. You pull the feathers out, toss them in the oven. You're good to go. Yeah, you don't need a boat. A whale, a whale you, you, you set yourself up for a full-time job for at least a couple of days. Yeah. Slicing and dicing and peeling. And then you just got a stinky whale carcass on the beach. You're not going swimming out there for a while. So then he goes, he goes into his final part of this again, because this documentary is like, he's, he's got to cover absolutely every single possible reason why you shouldn't eat fish anymore. He goes into like the humanization of fish, which... I guess it was interesting. I've, I I was always on the impression that fish can't feel pain. Apparently, I'm an asshole because they can. I'm, I'm an asshole for a lot of reasons, yeah, but you, uh, apparently, the fish can feel pain. Yeah, um, which yeah. Is you told thing. me that before. You told me that before, and I think they feel it. Like I, I don't remember what it was. You said you didn't think fish can feel pain, right? Uh, but to me, that didn't make any sense because, like, your reaction to pain is based on your fight or flight mechanism. So if something bites a fish on the ass and the fish doesn't acknowledge it in any way, if he's just like, oh, I didn't feel anything, then there wouldn't be a whole lot of fish out here. There'd be, you know, these gigantic sharks that are, you know, getting eaten. Well, no, it wasn't. I Listen, they can feel. I always thought they could. Listen, I'm not the only motherfucker who thought fishing that didn't feel pain. OK, because, because obviously he had, he had included in this damn documentary. So I'm not the only idiot who thought that. But I always thought like they could feel things, but they didn't have like the pain receptors that, that felt pain. Like they could feel pressure, they could feel hot, they could feel cold, but they don't feel pain. But apparently they do. Like I said, I, I was wrong. According to this documentary, I was wrong. Fish can feel pain. I'm sorry to all the fish out there. Um, but apparently, apparently they, they can feel pain. Additionally, blew my mind. And I, I can't, I don't know how this is real, but fish are democratic. The interviews to one guy who says that herrings vote by. Farting? I, I I don't I don't know how that it could even be a, a 
I, I, how do they, I don't know how they know that, how they could possibly know that, but that's, uh, they feel pain. And they, they feel pain. They're democratic, I guess. I don't know, but hey, you, you didn't think the fish felt pain. I didn't think that fish had buttholes. I guess I never really considered where, you know, you didn't think fish had they, buttholes. Well, I mean, I, I, I just, I never really thought about it. Like I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about the anatomy of the fish, but like, I, I just, I guess I wouldn't think about like farting being a thing, like, underwater especially it seems kind of pointless you know you want to do that in the air where god and everybody can enjoy it if you're underwater you're just you're just dropping bubbles everywhere that's you know that's not doing anything unless, unless another fish swims through it and then you're like ha how's that taste that's no, a little fish, different the fish taste they feel pain they have to they taste right they have to taste they have tongs i what why are, why are you asking i'm i just said i don't know anything about fish i didn't think i didn't oh, sorry, i didn't, I didn't really consider about their buttholes yeah i, I don't know I don't know if they taste. I, I, they have a tongue, right? Well, they, do they have tongues. Yeah, they do have some. Some of them have tongues. Yeah, I think they have tongues. Well, I assume that they taste something with it, or hell, I don't know, man. I don't even know what most fish eat. All right, I assume they eat other fish or smaller fish, or you know, on the rare occasions when the marine life rises against humanity and wins, they eat people. That's just it's based entirely. Really off River of me monster. seeing the Meg, though, and also River monsters, bro, the guy monster. monsters he talks about all the time. He's always going to their territory, catching those fuckers that eat people. So you got a point yeah. there. So and then that's that's it. That's the end of the documentary. And basically, the call to action is stop eating fish. You should never eat fish again. It's bad for you. It's terrible for the environment. You're killing us all with your selfish fish eating. Vice versa, if you eat all the animals on land, we're also you know, especially those of us that live in the Midwest are going to have a real problem with fish prices because by the time they ship it out here with all that ice and shit, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's not going to be low cost. Yeah. I'm just saying also eating fish, it's basically like eating the broccoli of the meat, meat part of the food pyramid. Ooh, that all might right? be, that's a controversial thing. I personally, I love fish. Listen, I like, I like some salmon every once in a while. It's, it's okay. But if somebody laid out every option as far as meats to eat, fish are going to be on the, on the low end. All right. You know, it, listen, if I'm out with the wife, I'm trying to eat a little light so that I can enjoy the evening. Yeah. I might go fish. If I'm just really want to enjoy myself, I'm going to go steak, pork chops, chickens, just so I can enjoy the thought that those little bastards are no longer shitting all over the God's creation. You know, it's it all just depends on my mood. Hey man, I go for I, I go for fish any day. I love fish. I love all kinds of fish. I love I love sea, seafood in general. Well, since um, you thought they didn't feel pain, it was probably a moral thing. Like well, these things don't even feel anything. They don't even yeah, care if they live. Yeah, now I'm so it's so conflicted now. I don't want I don't want anybody to get to get hurt. So yeah, so obviously this documentary is is one of those documentaries, type of documentaries that clearly has an agenda, right? I mean, it's, it's very yes. obvious from get go. It's it's agenda driven. The agenda obviously is just get people to stop eating fish. So let me ask you, Matt. Was it effective? And are you going to stop eating fish? I'm going to eat fish at the same level I was eating before, which is to say rarely, if ever. Okay. And that's just based entirely on taste, texture, and I don't like tuna. All right? Like I said, if I was hungry enough, listen, if I'm hungry enough, I don't eat anything. Listen, if we were starving in a wintry overpass and you you died, I'd eat you. You know, it just just depends on how hungry I am, really. (laughs) I mean, what are the options laid out in front of me? If somebody says, hey, you can skip dinner and eat fish, why can't I fucking eat fish? 
sorry, sorry for you know dropping that truth bomb on you, but listen, man, get a little steak, a little pepper on you. I bet you taste okay. Do you? Uh, do you think the long that, pork? Do you think I'll give you the long pork, buddy? Do you, <laughs> do, you, do you think that other like? Do you think that obviously? It's not gonna stop you. You don't eat fish that much. I eat fish. This I mean, this would have no effect on me whatsoever. This documentary, I think, totally missed the mark. I think it totally. I mean, I just think it failed in its 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 efforts at what its agenda was. Just because he just, I don't like the way he did it. I don't like the way he went about it. Yeah. So o- overall, man, I just maybe maybe, I, I, maybe other people will be influenced. People, I, I feel like people who already don't eat fish and who already like have a moral quandary regarding eating fish. This is going to be like, see, this is why I don't. But other people who, like, I don't think this is going to change behavior. I don't think this is going to convince anybody to stop eating fish. Well, I think it's just like any other information on the internet or on television where there's going to be some people that, you know, either lack the ability to filter something or the ability to look at something logically. You know, some people are going to see the documentary and think it's all gospel and they're going to and say, yeah, I need to stop eating fish. It's a, it's a moral objection I have. Mm-hmm. And hey, listen, if you're out there and you're eating, you're vegan or a vegetarian or whatever, you know, good, good on you. It's, I hear it's a healthier choice. Personally, I like to believe I'm going to die at the age of 50 with a belly full of pork. And, you know, at this point, after watching that documentary, I hope there's a little whale in there too. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, yeah. I, I, like I said, I not a big fan of this one. I think it was tough to get through. Just uh, some of the B-roll was cool. I mean, he took some good some good shots of things. I understand he's trying to show like causality, but I just I don't think he did a very good job at it. So too I mean, too dramatic, too, too dramatic. dramatic. Seriously, like, we don't we don't give ratings. We don't give like number of stars or whatever. And thumbs up, thumbs up. We'll Should. Do well, yeah. Do you want to? I'd give. Yeah. Okay. How would you rate this? Okay, so are we doing one out of five stars or one out of ten? Let's do one out of ten. Well, I okay. Ten being so, like a masterpiece documentary. It's gripping. It's it's um, informative. It's like the best. And then zero stars being, you know, terrible. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say five or six. Really? That and high? Here's the reason. Listen, listen. I don't think that's that high. That's like a 50 or 60%. All right. That's failing in basically any college you go to. Trust me. I'm aware I failed out of two colleges. All right. I'm going to say five or six based on the fact that they did bring up some stuff like bycatch, which is the accidental catches by nets. And that's something I researched. I didn't, I didn't, I, I never considered that. They talked about, they brought a, a lot of things like pollution, which is a huge issue in the oceans. I wish there was some way we could figure out how to, unfuck the oceans as far as we've done that i mean they brought they they introduced that guy that you know was half a snack half a snack by a shark which i I thought was cool but uh yeah i'd i'd say five and well i guess six because now i'm kind of i'm kind of seriously wondering how whale tastes it's just it's just too dramatic to take seriously for the most part if we're gonna give it whatever we're great shit now i'm gonna give it like uh i give it a three I give it a three, a three, 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 point, three, three point five. Yeah, I just I don't like it. I don't like. You're, this you're, at not, all. you're not even. You're, you can't even consider that some of the information was in fact good, and all of it might have been good. But like I said, it was so dramatic, it was hard to hard to decipher what was good yeah. and what was just inane ramblings by a madman. Yeah, I'm giving I'm giving it three, 
or 3.5. I'll say 3.5. I'll give them that 0.5 boost. Uh, just because, yeah, there were a couple things in there that I, I found in, uh, interesting, but then there were just so many claims that were made that I feel like were pretty unsubstantiated or we're kind of, we're not going to, we don't like, we don't fact check. Like I'm not going to fact check this guy. You can go to other places for that. That's not what the point of this podcast is, yeah. but I did we're look into not a, professional here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, we're, and I, I did we're using I did, opinions. I did look into it a little bit. Cause I was like, okay, let's just, there's, obviously there's some controversy surrounding this this documentary. So I looked into it a little bit and there's just some of the numbers, some of the things he cites are, they're just, they're not hundred, like they're not well-received. Like the whole, the claim that if we keep up at our current fishing levels, I think one of the going back, keep at our current fishing levels that will, there'll be no more fishing by 2048 or the, uh, the fish will be uh, extinct by 2048 or something like that. I think that's the claim he made. Which and that's a pretty bold claim. It's a bold claim, and it's off of a 2006 study. And researching that again, it's the internet, so you choose your own information sources. But they're saying that basically, like that's that's not even like an accurate study. Like, there's problems with that study. But he doesn't. You know, of course, you can't mention every single thing that goes against what it is you're trying to say. But that, I mean, that is, you know, if there's a major flaw with the study you're citing, I think you have a duty to kind of delve into that a little bit more than you did other things. It kind of wasted like times on, Rick non- Barry. on Yeah, on other nonsense. So which fun fact about Rick Barry and my doing my research here on this and learning about the Cove from 2009. Uh, I guess Rick Barry was one of the people who helped, I don't know if he helped capture or helped I don't I don't get in trouble here. So I'm saying allegedly I might be wrong. So Rick Barry, I apologize for getting this wrong, but he, he had something to do with training, at least training the dolphins that were that portrayed Flipper on the TV show Flipper. Ooh, that's a that's a. <laughs> yeah, he used to ah. be he used to be involved in that stuff until he, um, uh, I guess, didn't like the way they were treating the animals, and then he became like a animal activist. But yeah, so he he helped train that's, that's, he trained Flipper. That's a hard moral ground to stand on after you I mean, participated that heavily into it. Allies are allies are everywhere, bro. Got to take them where you can get them. So. So yeah, so that's that's conspiracy. Check it out on Netflix um, if you haven't seen it yet. And uh, next week we'll be doing a uh, documentary on Son of Sam. Yes, yes. Next week's uh, will be Netflix Son of Sam. We're gonna try to release these. So now that we're getting into it. We're gonna try to release these uh, every once a week, weekly on Fridays is our goal going forward. Um, if anybody anybody has any suggestions as to documentaries you'd like for us to cover, let us know. Hit us up. Um, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. We're expanding our, our platform base here. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Anchor for now. Um, Apple and stuff's coming shortly. So check us out. Also, we actually have an email. We do have an email address. We have yeah. an email address. Yeah, yeah. Love mail, and hate mail. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cancelthepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> that, is a, that, is no, that is no shit. That's a real that's, email address. That's, that's not like the fake email I gave last time. Yeah, no, that's a real email address. It's cancelthepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us there. We're also on Twitter. I think we're on Facebook. Um, so hit us up. Make sure you share us with your friends and maybe your family. I don't know. It depends how open-minded they are. About, yeah. About how maybe, open-minded they are about not, swear maybe, words. Maybe not grandma. Yeah, maybe not grandma. These are out of this. Unless grandma's pretty cool. So, all right. Matt, I appreciate it. This is a good one, man. Um, okay. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys later.